What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Major Sports. I am Enrique here coming to you as we do uh, weekly. I've got my partner in crime, Rob, on the line. What's up, sir? Hello, fella. Hello, hello. And uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. It is a special evening here as we embark on our 20th episode of Three Major Sports. Uh, that's a big, big deal for us. We appreciate uh, everybody who's been around and listened to us for these past couple months as we dabble in this nonsense and talk about these uh, major, major sports leagues, but they are, in the end, pretty ridiculous and it's just sports, but uh, we have a good time. So thank everybody for, thank you everybody for coming along on these rides with us. Um, we are going to tackle uh, two of the three major sports tonight. I know baseball's in the World Series, but honestly, and I say this with every meaning possible, uh, fuck Houston and the Houston Astros. I don't want to talk about the World Series just because they're in it. I hope Atlanta takes the next three in a row and just sends these clowns home. Um, so let's see. I don't know how you feel about that, man, but that's how I feel about the World Series right now. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Don't care. Incredibly, I read today that viewership is up, and I don't understand how more people are tuning in to see a team that everybody hates. But I guess well, that's, that's why. Like the, well, that's the LeBron Heatles effect, I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Hatred drives viewership. That's crazy. Sure. See, when I hate something, I don't want to watch it. Like I'm not watching the. I love baseball, and I hate the Astros, and I'm not watching the World Series. Well, but you could just as just as easily hate them and turn it on to root so hard for the Braves that your head hurts. Okay. Oh God, that young came out of nowhere. Sorry. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you're. I'm sorry. I'm so exciting. That's, that's literally that's came good. out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, we are going to focus on uh, the first week of the NBA. We are what's today Thursday. We are a week and two days in from the opening night of national games last Tuesday. So we've had a couple storylines that have broken off, and we can take a look at. We also are going to jump back into the NFL. It's been a couple of weeks off from NFL talk. We've got our picks for this week, so we'll go over that. We'll refresh where we stand in our own personal standings when it comes to our pick'em to make sure that everybody uh, knows and is fully aware that I am leading the way still. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go from there. So NBA, where do you want to start? Because there are, there are a couple of things that we can. There have been some surprises both positive and negative, uh, well, depending on what fan base you're part of so far this season, where do you want to go with this? Um, I'll, I'll just throw out a little shout-out uh, for my Cavs since they're, they're a small, small, small blip on the radar. Uh, I've been very excited with how they've started the season. I feel like they're actually watchable for the first time since LeBron was there. And even his last year there was so painful that, like, I probably barely ever watched games, fully knowing it was probably the last year he was going to be there. And mm -hmm. still, it was, like, so obnoxious that I barely watched. Um, so just sort of seeing them actually competing with teams, um, I, I have a feeling – I've just checked the line to see if it was up yet, and it's not. But I have a feeling they're either going to be real close or possibly favored against the Lakers tomorrow night, which will be hilarious to me. Uh, so just sort of the seeing road. them being competitive. I know, on the road. They they handled the Clippers pretty thoroughly last night, and granted, the Clippers aren't what the Clippers normally are. But, Excuse me. Um, you know they beat Denver on the road. The, the Clippers on the road. Uh, oh, and the Hawks. We beat the Hawks at home. So three and um, two is is 
a much better start than I'm sure even you anticipated for this team. Absolutely. That's still very young and learning. Absolutely. And, and Mobley and Jared Allen have been awesome defensively. Um, offense has come along uh, a little bit more than I think we would have assumed. Uh, Mobley, even last night, he didn't have a great game and still finished with a double-double. Uh, he actually, weirdly enough, and I didn't realize this was a stat, Evan Mobley leads the league in shots contested, which is an interesting stat, A, but B, the fact that you're 19 and you lead the league in going after shots is pretty crazy on its own. Yeah, and so forget 19. This is your first week in the league and you have shown right. no fear and you're like, let's right. go. Right. And I think that was through four games. He had contested 72 shots, which I was like, Jesus, that's, that's, that's insane. A, that's, that's a crazy number. That's almost so, 20 a game. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Right, right. So just the idea that we could actually have something on our hands after years and years of kind of maybe not maybe not terrible picks, because I think the only one that hasn't really started to show is, is uh, Isaac Okoro since LeBron left. Um, mm-hmm. Great defensive player, but just hasn't really shown anything else so far. Uh, but Sex and Garland and, and Mobley are something. So just wanted to, to bring that up because they're – they're still probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, I will say that Kevin Love may actually play himself into a trade, which is fantastic. Correct. He hasn't been awful, actually. He he's been, been he's been awful. decent. He he's accepted a bench role without too much complaining and has actually played pretty well. So, yeah, Good that's my two guys. cents. I know, right? Not terrible. I'm, uh, you know, yeah, happy uh, happy that they're not terrible because again. There's nothing to hate on that team at this point, right? So Right. They're harmless. Uh, Ricky yeah. Rubio's even something. Ricky Rubio's Rubio played really well. Even something. He's played really well. He's played really well. Ricky well, Rubio averaging 14, 4, and 8 with a 17 PER. Really? Off the bench. I mean, that's a legitimate backup point guard. Ricky Rubio, look at him coming to play. I know, right? You got to love it. You got to love it. Um, well, that's good, again, for the Cavs. I, I have no nothing negative to say. I'm looking forward to Mobley. Uh, I caught, I want to say, like two quarters of one of the Cavs game. Now, they had league pass on a free preview for the first week of the season. So I was uh, digesting basketball at a higher rate than usual. Um, and I thought he looked good. It's crazy that he just he, he looks like a child. Like he, he physically, he's very thin still. Face, yeah. like he just looks like a kid. And then he's out there, like you're saying, contesting shots against uh, full-grown NBAers at a higher pace than apparently we've seen in a while. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got, uh, seeing what they can get for Kevin Love. If anything, it, I mean, there may really be the difference between them trading for Simmons or not. Is is whether Love can. Uh, make it look enticing, but even right. I still, even if he does, I still don't think that. I still don't think Philly can think they're going to flip him again. But, well, I, I think I think what they would probably be okay with is if he's all right coming off the bench and he's averaging, let's say fourteen and nine off the bench, and he's the the other guy you get after Sexton, um, and then you only have one more year of him, so he's an expiring next year. You might be able right. to flip him next year while he's a thirty million dollar expiring and open up. <clears throat> You know, maybe you could get him for for Damian Lillard or something if that opportunity comes up. That's never going to happen. Ah, you Damian say Lillard. never. I really don't think he's going to leave. 
I, I really don't think I just really don't think that he's ever gonna want to. He's gonna walk in there and be like, "All right, like it's done." I I think if the Blazers stink this year, which they were down by eighteen the other night, um, the other I, I yeah, I do think that 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 is closer than you might imagine. Um, so I I don't know. Uh, one thing I will tie up before we move on because this is probably already too much time on the Cavs. Um, Mobley's averaging fourteen. Nine, two, and two blocks uh, with an 18 PER his first week in the league. So uh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll take that. That is pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> so that leaves them at three and two. They are the one, two, three, four, the Six. fifth best defense. Ooh. Well, the fifth best defense in the Eastern Conference if you go by opponents' uh, points per game. Uh, and they have a 1.8, a plus 1.8 uh, differential on average for the season. So you're playing well. You're above 500 on the road. You're one and one at home. So I'm sure that that will change. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Well, and averaging 105 points a game in, on offense, I, I think we were at like 99 or 101 last year. Like we had a terrible offense. So even just starting off this year, uh, between Rubio and and Garland, I think they, I think as a combined guard set, they lead the league in assist rate um, between those two. And and Rubio doesn't even start, so that's an interesting uh, combination. That just like that leads more to winning basketball if you're moving the ball around, uh, even if you might be out talented. If you're playing uh, well together, that can that can you know push you past, especially during the regular season. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. see. I'm I'm excited. Baby steps. I'm glad that you were excited. I'm going to talk about something now that I am very excited about. Please that go ahead. Please go ahead. The the aroma of culture that fills my home at all times with these <laughs> Miami Heat. Yo, we are three and one. We are the best defensive team in the league, not the conference, in the league. We just held the, well, I mean, quote-unquote full-strength Nets because until Kyrie or if Kyrie comes back, I mean, this is what they're going to field. We beat them by 13 last night, I think it was. We held them to their lowest point total of the season. We look like a defensive juggernaut. We haven't lost a game yet when Kyle Lowry plays. We are 3-1. and one. We took an ugly overtime loss to Indiana Saturday night, but uh, there was no Lowry in that game. We are still... Which is kind of concerning um, because he's 35. And this if this becomes a thing, then this team kind of reverts to what we already were last year, except at that point we have no Dragic either. So I don't think that that's a great option. Um, and I guess it's a little unfair to say because we did bring in P.J. Tucker to help on the defense. P.J. Tucker had like 15 and 8 last night. If that man gives me 15 and 8 against good teams in the East at random, like I'm fucking ecstatic. Um if he gives you more than five, you should be a Oh, yeah. He averaged like 4.8 last year. I, right. I saw – I was looking at a stat line. He had eight points on the night so far. At the, I was like, this is already a win. Homie ends up with 15. I was like, yeah, I will take it. I will take that all day. Tyler Hero looks like a baller. Uh, I know we don't want to hear that. I don't care. I don't care. He looks like a baller. Uh, he's not leading the league. I'm sorry. He's not leading the team in scoring, which is something that we happen to mention. He is second behind Jimmy and just ahead of Bam. 
And honestly, I can live with those three being the top three uh, as long as Hero's not one. He can be two, he can be three, but those three names need to be the top three names on this list. And that means that this team is operating in uh, a way that seems sustainable, right? Because those three guys are scorers and something that is positive, right? We're not relying on, I mean, Jimmy's the oldest of that group, but it's not like he's ultra old either. So we're, we'd be relying on people who are physically ready to put this team on their backs and and take us forward. I'm really excited. I'm not. I'm trying not. To, I'm trying to temper this excitement. I I don't want to be uh, basically what Hurricanes fans are, which are over the top eccentric and kind of outrageous. But man, I mean, we're going to the finals, right? Like we're going to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that took a turn uh, quickly. We, we beat we beat the brakes off of the Bucks. Uh, yeah, who started their little two time MVP? Their and... little one. You mean the one that you guys rearranged your team for? Yeah, no, no, that's that. There's nothing that you can say to approve that at all. We we have Kyle <laughs> Lowry. That's the max contract we were trying to fill. I don't know what. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, we needed gotcha. a point guard. We needed a point guard. I Forget see. this guy, bro. Forget this guy. Okay. Okay. Well, Milwaukee. he did just win a title, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, um, if you want to live in Milwaukee, you're not built for this team. Oh, I'm fairly certain they swept you last year, but I, it just I'm, maybe that's, that's right maybe after that's we that's right after we put it on a four-one as well. I know, but did you walk home with a trophy? Yes, an Eastern Conference trophy. A trophy. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to give you too much flack because you were very nice about the Cavs. I will ask one question without any extra comments. I just want one, one question. Um, my question to you is how far do the Miami Heat get if Tyler Hero takes the most shots on the team every game? Are we going to get to the finals? We're just straight to that. Absolutely. Even if he's taking the most shots every night. Um, I don't think that that's the case right now, though, is it? It is. It is. And then it's not by much. It's not, but still, Tyler Hero shooting 19 times a game seems excessive. Okay, I mean, Bams do – listen, that's not excessive because that's what, that's what he is. He's just an on-the-ball explosive scorer. So he's going to go out there and get a shot. He's well, playing when you a say lot explosive, with the, if, if you're averaging 21 on 19 shots, is that explosive? It's still explosive. He goes to the rim. He attacks the rim. I mean, yes, he takes it. He had like a 5-for-12 night already the other night. Uh, actually, I think it was last night. It might have been last night. Um, or it could have been the night before, anything like that. He had a bad game already, so it kind of messed with everything. But I will still take it. It's If this is what it's looked like, if, that, if you're telling me that that's what it's been and this is what it's looked like so far this season, I will absolutely take that. Because even okay. if he's taking the most shots, he's still not scoring the most points, but he's scoring a hell of a lot more points than he has in his career so far. Agreed. Um, we have an issue with Bam not being aggressive enough. He took 15 shots last night, which is higher than what he usually does. Uh, well, in previous seasons, I haven't looked at what his averages are for these four games so far. But again, this is a good—that's a good insurance policy, in my opinion. If Bam does not take that next step in terms of asserting himself and being aggressive, you've got somebody who is, and you still have—I mean, he's not somebody who's going to fall like out of line. Like if at any point in time it's like okay. Jimmy needs to take over or Kyle needs to take over. He doesn't seem like somebody who's going to get in the way of that either because the kid has shown that he wants to win. He's gone through a lot of listening to people shit talk him. He could have easily just 
gone out there and selfish hero balled it, no no pun intended, um, just to prove a point, and he didn't. He has stayed always within the system that's been laid out by Spolstra. He has never been uh, a distraction on the court or somebody who you can tell is just um, holding the ball and really with no intention of, of giving it to anybody else. So, yeah, if, if he's taking the most shots on this team right now, it's because our head coach – who the other head coaches in the league unanimously voted as the best head coach in the league, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure it was unanimous. If not, it was like 28-2 or 29-1 for Eric Spolstra. So if he's allowing this to happen, if Spo is allowing this to happen, then it's totally fine. Then we can win like this. Because if not, he would he would snap that shit right out of him. Okay. Fair enough. So that was uh, a very long-winded answer. But, yes, I, I, trust, um, I trust the way that this team operates. And – Honestly, one of the things that we talked about when we did the over-under thing was, like, this offense. Like, I don't know what this offense is going to look like. We're, like, middle of the pack, right? We've had good offensive games, and we're still middle of the pack in the East in scoring per game. Um, so, if it takes Tyler being a little over-aggressive, but he's getting points, I mean, I get you're taking 19 shots, but if you're giving me 20-plus off the bench, I mean, I'm going to take it. He had, He's the first Heat player ever in our history to go 30-10 off, coming off the bench which he did the other night. It was insane. Um, so, yeah, for this role, uh, I'll take it. Uh, coming okay. off the bench, he's taking the most shots. That's kind of crazy, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I ain't even mad. Okay. Yeah, Man, well, your, your division. 19 and 12. Your, your division has started off pretty hot, so you, you're going to have to. Uh, you're going to have to do some stuff to keep pace with the, the juggernauts that are the Hornets and Wizards. Yeah, we actually have a big, big game tomorrow night here on South Beach. Uh, against the Hornets, so we bring LaMelo into town. And it's actually the first of a back-to-back because we've got Memphis, another young, hungry team, Saturday Ooh. night. So, And that one's on the road. So we got a home road back-to-back with a couple of young teams. That's the thing. There's a couple of young, young whippersnappers. And we are not the youngest team on the block. We're not the Lakers either, but we're not, uh, we're not a bunch of 25-year-olds. So right. let's see how this looks. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think we're going to be great. I think uh, I'm trying to not – I'm trying to prepare myself for maybe what is a letdown game tomorrow against Charlotte. Charlotte's been really good. The metal ball has been really good again this season to start off. Um, Miles Bridges as well has been really good to start off the season. He has been really good. He's been really good. Um, so we invite them into town tomorrow. So let's see how that goes. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying not to get too low if we do end up losing that game. But I don't expect to lose that. We're at home. We've had two days off. We're coming off of a big emotional win against the the Nets yesterday. Um, everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing. So I hope we win this. I hope that uh, this is a nice little statement game. And then the other team is the Wizards. I don't think the Wizards are going to sustain that in this division. They they're currently suck. four and one. I don't know how they're four and one. I don't anticipate them sustaining that. But then you got Atlanta three and two behind us, so you can honestly think that Atlanta may jump us at some point in the season. Um, but even I don't even think that at this point anymore. Like this has come together much faster than I anticipated. The way that we are playing defense, the way that we are um, just gelling already, it's uh, it's suffocating and it's awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. What okay. else has happened? Uh, this can first, I, yeah, can yeah. I, what do you got? I we got a couple with... minutes that we can do some some basketball. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna gonna say that the the product on the court has backed up 
my assumption that the Lakers suck. Um, yeah. It it doesn't hurt that LeBron was hurt, although I feel like they were winless without LeBron because they won their first game. Yeah, they won their first game after he got hurt. Uh, so they blew yeah, a twenty six point lead to a team that's maybe going to win twenty games this year. Last night and actively trying to lose, like the Thunder don't want to win basketball Correct. games. It goes against what their actual team culture is currently. Now <laughs> Shea went bonkers on those dudes. Uh, so I mean. Between Shea and, and Josh Giddy looks really, really good. Speaking of rookies, um, Josh Giddy looked really good. Um, but you still have Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, and you're losing on the road to the Thunder, who are actively trying to lose. Like, that's not a great After sign. having them, like, you're up 26 in the second half of a game. You, there's no excuse. Right. Right. And you can't say, oh, they just like stop playing. Like, no, this is who you are. Like, right. You don't have anything else to go to. Correct. So there is, I, there's know. nothing else on that team that can do anything. Um, when Russ is on the court with uh, LeBron, it's, I haven't seen much of it, but again, I was trying to watch some of the Kobe, some of the, well, Kobe, some of the Lakers stuff uh, now with league pass. And, Russ was just like standing there. If he didn't have the ball in his hand, he wasn't doing anything. Well, but and that was predictable. Like, of course, I just didn't think that he would. I just didn't think that he would actually let that come to fruition after hearing everybody say that for yeah, you know, three months at least. He's the worst off-ball guard in the NBA. Like, no one's afraid of that dude shooting. And unless your entire defense is out on the perimeter, he's not going to drive by everybody. So you're going to have one or two dudes meet him at the rim. And even at the rim, he only finishes right now at like 40% where he used to be closer to 55, 60. Like he's just not what he was. And I don't, I don't really know what it is other than just like, he doesn't have any, I mean, he's never been a great shooter, but he cannot rely on his jump shot anymore. And no one's afraid of it. And, and what's even kind of weirder is offense isn't the, like even with these issues of obvious fit problems, like their offense still is not an issue. They're doing they're they're scoring 116 a game, which is fourth best in the league. But their defense is giving up 120 points a game, and it's worst. It's the worst defense in the league. Um, that's that's a huge problem. I really don't think Frank Vogel's a very good coach at all. I don't think that. Well, but who, this, who's but he got to work league, with? Who's he got to work with? But you're telling me that you don't have any input in building this team? You've been there for three years already. I, I get it. But I'm fairly certain that Jeannie Buss basically gave the team to Kobe's agent and said, here, you, you can do whatever you want. This is your team, Rob Palinka, who I thought is a moron mm-hmm. for the last five years. Um, and and he just – At this point. That's what's going to – He does. That's what's embrace, and it's going to embrace it and empower these people to make more bad decisions because they got away with one, like a big one. Well – and this, this is how the LeBron James experience works. And, and it's not often that guys like this just change teams like he has, but this is the LeBron James experience. I mean, you guys didn't make the playoffs for what, a year or two after he left the first time? Um, first year, Bosch got hurt. And we may have made the playoffs that year, but it was an early exit. And then, no, it was just, no, you're right. The first year we didn't. The second year, we did, and we went to Game Seven in the second round against oh Charlotte. the Raptors. No, oh, the, the Raptors. Raptors. That's it. That's it. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, we beat Charlotte in the first round that year, and that's then right. we had that team that 
was like 11 and 30 the first half of the season and then 30 and, then 30 and 11, and 11. In the yeah. second half and we missed it on a tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, okay. a couple of years after LeBron leaving were rough and of course it all coincided with and, Chris Bosh getting hurt and retiring. Right. But you had no young talent. You you had a bunch of veterans and and no young talent. You got and Shabazz Napier who he <laughs> allegedly made his draft before he walked out the door. Right, right. We were in the exact same boat both times. When he left to go to you guys, we didn't make the playoffs for four years, had no young talent. When he left to go to the Lakers, we had no young talent and a bunch of old guys. We paid the luxury tax for two lottery teams, for God's sake. And I feel like they're, like, on the border of the luxury tax this year, too. Like, our payroll is still a fucking mess. <laughs> but that's the experience. And, and now the Lakers are feeling it. They have three dudes, and all three of them suck, under the age of 30. And they're surprised that their defense stinks. It's like, well, I mean, you have no youth. Correct. Of course your defense stinks. You guys are relying on Trevor Ariza to play defense still. Trevor Ariza is 36 years old. <laughs> right. Who couldn't play defense for the Kings last year. But, yeah, he's going he's gonna yeah, to defend really. it up. Yeah, no. He, trash. I mean, the whole thing's trash. That 538 still has them finishing under 500. And I, don't, I haven't seen anything that says, oh, that's wrong. Like, they're – ugh. You know Russell Wellsbrook, his his PER after having a PER around twenty five to thirty for most of his career, his PER this year is twelve. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On a team with well, on a team with arguably as much talent as he's ever had before, which is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I would assume the younger Harden Durant team when they went to the finals was probably their most probably talent, better, but yeah, yeah, at least I mean, clearly much younger. Um, but it just, ugh, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing stinks. The whole thing stinks. You're, you're starting DeAndre Jordan. Like, DeAndre Jordan could barely get on the court for the Nets last year because they wanted to start uh, Nicholas Claxton. But, but he's your starting center. Like, the, insane. What, what is happening? And then his backup's Dwight Howard. What? <laughs> you st- they started Kent Bazemore the other day, Enrique. Yes, they did. Kent Baysmore. And they got um, saved in one of their victories by Malik Monk. Malik Monk is going to turn out to be like the best acquisition that they made this offseason. It's definitely going to be Kendrick Nunn. Jesus If he stays healthy. And that's like, (laughs) he wasn't even good enough to stay on you guys' bench. Like, isn't that worrisome to anybody? Just Yeah, that we let him walk for after developing him and we could have offered him a qualifying offer and we just let him walk. We pulled our offer and let him walk. Yeah, that should definitely scream red flags at people. But, right, uh, right. It, it's it's similar as much as I hate him. It's similar to the Steelers. If the Steelers let somebody go, like there's a reason, like something uh-huh. crazy is going on. Either they stink or they're nuts. It's either Le'Veon Bell where they stink, or it's Antonio Brown and he's nuts. Those are correct. those are the reasons. And and as much crap as I give you, it's similar to you guys. Besides for LeBron, everybody who leaves the Heat stinks. Right. Yeah. All that talent walk out. So, yeah. so anything else surprise? I think that the Chicago Bulls are a pleasant surprise. I was anticipating them being pretty good. They've played trash teams until tonight that they played the Knicks, who aren't trash, but they're not exactly something to call home about. Um, they lost by a point. It was uh, a good game. I saw a good portion of it. it. I really, really, every time I watch him play, I like him more and more. I love the way that Lonzo plays. Uh, he makes enough of his 
perimeter shots, threes in particular, to keep people on him. He is selfless with the ball. Like, he's not a – you would think with the way his dad is that this dude would be out there all about me and just trying to get the glory, and he's not. And it makes him such a good player because he's literally – Him or his brother. Him or – His brother's yeah. the same way. Well, his brother's way flashier – off the court than Lonzo is. Last year, but, yeah, yeah. But they but both the they court, both want to distribute. Yes, on the court, they, they give the ball up. They're not me, 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 guys. And it makes them better players. And Lonzo, sure. Lonzo caught a lot of slack in L.A., coming out of L.A. I mean, he didn't really catch slack in New Orleans because nobody gives a shit what you do on the Pelicans. But I think this is a good spot for him to kind of establish himself as a really good player in the NBA. Uh, I like what the Bulls are doing. They need to play more defense. He's their best defensive player. Uh, I haven't seen Zach Levine play any defense. Um, DeMar DeRozan does not play defense. He does not subscribe to that. He'll hit you some no. game-winning shots like he did the other night. Uh, yeah. And he almost hit one tonight. He he missed it, but he he had the look. He was there. He'll, he'll hit those more times than he misses, I assume. Um, so the Bulls are going to be interesting. That's uh, They're in a division that they can beat up on internally a little bit, right, with uh, Detroit – I don't think Indiana's going to be all that great. Um, and then it's them and well, the, and Cavs. the Bucks. The oh, Cavs. and the Cavs. Yeah. And the Bucks, right? It's it's those five teams. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there you go. They've got a they've got a division that maybe they can get a couple wins in and and help boost their numbers up. I I think they might For end sure. up. I think they might be above the playoffs, like the playing game. Like I think they might sneak into a sixth spot if they can. And it's I don't think it would be entirely unheard of if at the end of the year we're talking about uh Billy Donovan and those Bulls trying to get out of the plane and into the actual seating. That that would be something inter- interesting to see coming down the stretch. Right. It's it's interesting how little um analytic which I, I mean I'm happy with because I think it makes it a little more believable. Uh but the analytics on them haven't really changed that much so far, even starting four and one. Um, oh, I'm sure they still five thirty eight still shit has teams. them. They were four right, and one against exactly. shit teams. Exactly, exactly. So, so five thirty eight still has them as the ninth best chance to make the playoffs in the East. So, Oof. they've they've got some work to do. Uh, analytics are also very very low on the Hornets. Funny enough, uh, I'll just throw that out there. Um, right. And then the Pacers are one and four, and they have them as the as the eight seed. So oh, they have you know, Derrick Jones figure. Jr. too. Who the Bulls? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, with Caruso. I know that Caruso's there. The great white hype. Uh, <laughs> I saw he made a hell of a defensive play tonight on who was it? Oh, on Kemba. He stayed on Kemba at the end of this game, and and forced a bad shot that ended up getting deflected, and and Bulls took it back. He, they used that possession to almost win the game. The great white hype, man, Alex Caruso. I think the Lakers, the Lakers are definitely going to feel that too. Well, yeah, it's the Lakers' first mistake this offseason is they had that trade lined up for Buddy Heald, and I think that would have been a much, much, much better match given up for their team, and they're, and, and they're, they would have gotten something that's going to be that would have been more helpful to them. Exactly, you'd have Heald and KCP, probably, right, or Kuzma, but probably Either KCP, or, you'd probably KCP, KCP. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so yeah, you'd have those two additional guys who fit way better than Russ. Um, but, you know, whatever. Here we are. Not Here our problem. So, a weekend. We are uh, seeing some things that we anticipated. We're seeing some things that we maybe didn't as much this weekend. So, Halloween weekend, we've got a couple of good matchups. We got Heat, Hornets, Friday night. That should be interesting. Uh, that's a doubleheader on ESPN with – 
Dallas Denver right after another good interesting match. Luca and Jokic that should be always fun. You got your Cavs and the Lakers Friday night as well. Um, you've got those uh, those Wizards that we talked a little bit about being in four and one, which we think are frauds. They play the Celtics. The Celtics have underperformed so far this year. I anticipate them to rectify that. Uh, Hawks Sixers Saturday night that should be fun. And then on Halloween there is. Uh, not much, actually. So enjoy some football on Sunday, everybody. But it's Friday night and Saturday night with some stacked NBA lineup. So this should be a fun weekend of basketball. Yeah. Yeah, So for sure. Let's put a nice little bow on our NBA talk. And let's switch gears into the NFL. So our – I'm just going to come out and say the Dolphins are the absolute disappointment of disappointments. Uh, last time we spoke, we were one and four heading into a game with, oh uh, no, last time we spoke, we were one and three heading to yeah. Tampa, which we all anticipated being an L and it was in fact an L. We got two back after that and lost to the Jaguars in London. London. Yep. And we lost to the Falcons last week here at home, both on time expiring field goals, which is an even bigger kick in the nuts. But if there is a silver lining to all of this, um, according to PFF, Tua has been the fourth best quarterback in the entire league since he returned in these past two games. So even though we've lost, he has been the fourth best quarterback in the league. He's thrown uh, seven touchdowns, I believe, in those two games. And I think he's also had like three or four interceptions, which has been an issue. This, there, was, there was a pick in this Falcons game that was super costly at the end of the game, and it was probably one of the worst decisions he's ever made on the field. But other than that, the complaints that I had before, which was him holding on to the ball too much, he hasn't been taking sacks since he came back from those rib injuries. He stepped up into the pocket as it collapses around him and delivered strikes, mostly to Gusecki, down the middle of the fucking field. Like, the city of Miami is going nuts and they're trying to trade him and they're trying to get rid of him. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with emotion because I felt some of those emotions too, but it's irrational. This kid is doing more than enough to keep his job with this team. And honestly with any team in the league right now, if you were having this kind of performance, he has performed better than Patrick Mahomes has these past two weeks. And that's just a random comparison, but that's kind of the high watermark in the league right now over the past couple of years, right? So if you can even be mentioned in the same breath as him, it can't be fucking awful. Um, all this talk about trading for Deshaun Watson, there's four days left on that clock. Well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, oh, it's Tuesday. So there's five days left on that. Tuesday at four, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, as a Dolphins fan, personally, I hope we do not do something like that. I hope we don't pull the trigger on trading for somebody who – Again, you don't catch 22 civil lawsuits um, by accident. You are, whether you're uh, a criminal or not is still up for question, but you're definitely a creep. You're kind of a weirdo. Uh, you obviously do things, you, you are comfortable doing things that make other people very uncomfortable, and that's not really cool. And again, you caught all this shit in Houston or even Charlotte, right? We're going to put you now on in Fort Lauderdale or Miami like that's not that's that spells disaster I want no part of it I hope that we just roll with Tua this is our guy we got to give him a chance um 
What do you what do you think the problem is with the Dolphins? Like let's let's talk about that real quick. What do I think the problem is with the Dolphins? I think that why we are, were why are they one in one in five or one in six or whatever they are? Well, I can't begin to explain why the defense is playing to the level that they're playing. This is the same defense that we had last year, and they're awful. We can't stop the run at all. Everybody runs on us. Quarterbacks, running backs, doesn't matter. If you get the ball in the backfield and you decide to keep it with you, you're going to run and you're going to make some yards. Um, pass defense, same deal. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw at Xavier Howard a couple times in that game and it didn't result in interceptions. And Trevor Lawrence has been throwing the most interceptions of his freaking life so far this season. And you throw at our best defensive player and we still can't cause one? I, I don't know what's up with the defense. The offense, honestly, the offense has scored more than enough points for us to win games. We scored 28 points last week and fucking lost. We, at home, unacceptable from our defense. Unacceptable. We, we scored 20 points against the Jaguars. And again, we were playing the Jaguars. So 20 points should have gotten you the win. It, you lost it on a game-expiring, again, field goal. So it's not like they creamed us, but... You got him. You got to help us out. That was Tua's first game back from injury. Like twenty points on his first game back was still decent, right? Like oh, before that, it was shit. Before that, the offense wasn't doing enough to win. Brissett wasn't putting up points. We we were getting honestly, we came close to winning that Raiders game, and that's really just the biggest indictment on the Raiders this season because we had no business even being in that game. Um, so I don't know what the problem is. The, the problem is that the defense is not playing anywhere near to where they played last year. And as a realist and not just a Dolphins fan, the defense bailed us out so many times last season. It made us apparently seem like a much better team than we were because they came back down to earth. And, and it's not even back down to earth. Like they, they absolutely regressed to like a negative degree. It's not even like flat water at this point. You're now – not an average defense from being a great defense. You were went from being a great defense to being like bottom five in the league. I do believe we're bottom five in the league right now. So um, I'm, I'll, I'll throw this out there just because I wanted to, to look it up to see sort of what these numbers were that matched up. Because admittingly, I haven't looked at the stats much to compare the teams. You guys have given up the most yards in the NFL. Yep, doesn't by one, me. by one yard against Seattle, but the most yards in the NFL. Yeah, 2,904. Four four hundred and fifteen yards a game, mm-hmm. and I want to say the second most points per game given up. I, I that doesn't surprise me. Either. We had yes. I mean, we had a forty plus burger from Buffalo and from Tampa Bay, and we're only six games in, seven games in the season. Yeah, yeah. You've given up twenty nine point six per game, and Washington gives up thirty. So yeah, you're, if you look at rushing yards, worst. I think I would I would put us in the bottom three in rushing yards per game too. I'm so sure that that's how bad we are as a rusty. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check that real quick. Um, you guys six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. You're actually fourteenth worst. So you're so not as middle, bad as you think. It just seems like there's so much worse. Well, here I think it's actually. Um, and I'm going to sort this to be sure. Yeah. So you guys have the third worst pass defense. So wow. I, I would assume that that's Josh Allen and, and Tom Brady, a good part of that. But uh, you've given up the third most passing yards uh, of any team. You average 
297.1. The Jags are 297.8. Washington's (laughs) 300.6. So you're within three yards of the worst pass defense in the NFL. Which I assume translates into also no one's sacking the quarterback. Typically, that's a pressure issue. So I would, I would have a feeling that that has something to do with it, but I could be wrong. Unbelievable. I, I, I don't know how – I don't know how this has happened. I, I really am at a loss for words as to how this has happened. Um, we scored 28, 20, and then in the games without Tua, we scored 17, 17. 28 against the Raiders, which, again, is an indictment on them. And then zero in that Bills game. Right. Um, we play the Bills again this week, which will be one of our pick games. games. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to get fucking creamed. <laughs> um, but then, like, I want to say we can maybe go on, on a run to just at least – you know what hurts the most out of all of this? is that we're giving away a top three draft pick right now. Yeah. I, I, we need to win games for no other reason than to say, hey, at least we didn't shit away a draft pick. After this Bills game, we play the Texans, which is a game that I will be attending in person. Hopefully, I will Ooh. be witnessing a victory next week. Yeah. The Texans, then the Ravens. Uh, but then it's Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets. We can we can get a couple of those games. I mean, we definitely need to beat the Jets and the Giants. Like for the I was going to say that's God. that's that feels like two or three victories. Like I feel like you can take both from the Jets, uh, especially without Zach Wilson. They're probably going to start Joe Flacco. So please beat Joe Flacco. Like yeah, what, if what we could take both of those Jets games, take the Houston game, and then split the Carolina Giants game, that's four wins right there. Yeah, that's four um, and one. So and. and if it makes you feel better, you guys have the fifth easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, that that's really based and it's built off that stretch of games right there. Those those five. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. And you still have the Patriots of, left too. Yeah, outside of those five games, it's also Ravens, Saints, Titans, Patriots. Um, so yeah, it's it's not exactly easy pickings outside of that. But that little stretch right there, that's where we need to. Um, we need to get some wins. We need to get to us some confidence. I, I, yo, he still hasn't played a game with Will Fuller. He has barely played with Devontae Parker. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that this offense can get it together. And we can't lose many more games if we put up 28 points, right? Like 28 points is an acceptable number, even in this high offense league, to get you some wins. Right? Like, yeah. I'm not crazy for thinking that. No. Uh, no. Because we can put fact, up 28 against Houston, and we can put up 28 against New York and New York and New York. Uh, really <laughs> going to beat up on that city there with those two teams. So, if, if it makes you feel better, there's only five teams in the NFL that average more than 28 points a game. So, you should, on most occasions. Uh, and if, also, Yeah. I was going to say, and, and – you know, spoiler alert, the Jets have the worst offense in the NFL. And the Texans have the second worst offense. Uh, yeah. You guys have the fourth. <laughs> um, right. But yeah. uh, you, you should be able to, like you said, take, take both of them from the Jets. Let's be honest. You should be able to, to beat the Titans or the uh, Texans. Um, 
and that the was Giants. the main reason I chose that game. It's because they, hey, yeah. we can probably win this. Let's go and enjoy yes. our Sunday. Correct. I'm not going to hate myself. That's a fantastic right. reason to right, right, uh, right. to do something like that. So, let's see. That's um. So that's my little Dolphins tangent. It was uh. Yeah. Fuck, man. Such a <laughs> shitty, such a shitty season. Uh, I'll let you vent about the the Browns, who are. I mean, you guys are better than us, but. You're in a pretty crappy state of mind right now, too. Yeah, I think the the I mean, our season story is is injury so far. Yep. I mean, that's it's it's I think almost all of our starters have missed some time on both sides of the ball have missed some time due to injury, whether it's a quarter, a game, um, whatever. Uh, I don't think there's anyone on the defense besides for maybe Miles Garrett that hasn't missed a game yet. Um I know Clowney missed one. Uh, JOK, which has probably been our best rookie so far, mm-hmm. uh, he's out with a high ankle sprain four to six weeks. Uh, Denzel Ward was ruled out of the game real early against Arizona last week, um, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry. Uh, so we're just, just injuries, man, injuries. Um, one upside is it seems like we can just plug and play running backs at this point, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Jonas uh, Johnson definitely did well. He did. He did. And and this week we get back Nick Chubb. So instead of Hunt and Chubb, it'll be Johnson and Chubb, which, you know, may not be that big of a drop-off. So that's pretty cool. Right. Um, it seems as if, based on how he's he was talking either today or yesterday, uh, that there's more than a 50% possibility that Baker Mayfield will start on Sunday. Really? Um, and, and that's with a chip uh, in his shoulder and a torn labrum. Uh, yeah, his, yeah, I know he's got a torn shoulder. labrum. Yeah. So – um, you know, if, if we can have Jack Conklin's back, so we have both of our tackles back now, uh, both of our guards are still playing Wyatt Teller and Joel Batino. So we have that offensive line. Uh, if we can get Baker back, uh, I know Jarvis got re-injured, uh, Odell missed last week with a significant shoulder injury. So we just have to have, guys. <laughs> we just have to have guys. Is Jarvis, um, is Jarvis not playing again? So he got taken off the IR, came back right. against, right. uh, I, I had a couple catches. Had a couple catches, got hurt again, and then didn't Whenever that Thursday night game was last week, who was it that you yeah. guys played on that Thursday night? Carolina Denver. or Denver. Denver, 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 Denver. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It's just you know who can who can stay healthy and for for as banged up as they've been to be over five hundred. You know, this is a team that that I went through two years with one win, uh, and it was the last game of the season, the the year. Um, before they went 0-16. So, um, you know, you go through through that and, and to be 4-3 and three with all these injuries and have the best rush, rushing offense in the NFL and still be, like, top 12 in scoring. Um, I was looking here to see how many yards per game they average. We average 393 yards of offense a game, uh, which is ninth in the NFL. I think points were, like, 12. Um, we're never going to have real high passing yards because that's just not how they built the offense. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. bottom six in passing, uh, but the best rushing offense in the NFL. And then defense, we have uh, we've given up the second least amount of yards in the NFL. You know, us and Buffalo are your top two defenses. Nice. Um, now, granted, passing y- or, uh, yards are helped a ton by that Bears game because we gave up one yard passing in an NFL game. Uh, and 46 yards rushing. <laughs> so that really helps skew the numbers a little bit. But, um, 
still, you know, if you're going through a season, let's see how many we've given up 23 and a half points a game this year. And that's, you know, going against the chiefs and, and, uh, and the Cardinals and teams like that, that put up a lot of points. I think the Cardinals may have just taken the lead against the, Oh no, the Packers stopped him. Wow. Mm. Arizona was in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that is to win the game, huh? It sure was. That's something. Was that a turnover? Oh, he threw a pick. Kyler threw a pick. Second and goal at the five. And he he threw a pick uh, intended for A.J. Green with 15 seconds left to play. Damn. So, 7-1 and 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 7-1. The last undefeated team falls. The 72 Dolphins pop their their champagne tonight. (laughs) Uh, Indeed. They really do. The few remaining members, they really do drink a little bit of champagne and I'm glad. Champagne. Yep, I'm glad. I, uh, it's one of those things that, like, at this point, I don't think will fall. So it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, let's see. Let's see. Are we going to talk about the Cardinals? No. So let's talk about them real quick. The Cardinals are still really good, and and obviously, I'm so convinced at this point that um, week one of Aaron Rodgers was absolutely done on purpose to let that entire city organization fan base know that he controls everything that happens out there and that they should realize that those are two oh, really absolutely. good teams that they will that they may meet again um in the playoffs this this might have had a this game had a huge impact on number one seed which as a reminder to everybody is the only team they get to buy in the playoff this year it's no longer the top two seeds in each conference it's only the top one um so that's cool that's interesting uh, so this has a huge impact on that. But these are two really good teams, and I am looking forward to. Man, I've been really looking forward to the Cardinals and the NFC West all, all off season, and them and the Rams have not disappointed at all. So that is something that is really, really, really fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, NFC West. We we thought it would be the Forty Niners. Um... But uh, clearly the Cardinals have filled that that vacuum. I will take all the 49ers L's that I can find because that is, in fact, the first-round pick that the Dolphins own next year. So they've only got two wins so far, so it's not too far off of our one. So I will take all of that. Let me get some Dolphin wins, and let me get some 49er losses. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't really argue. I'll I'll look at the – Let's see. Let's look at the order real quick. As of right now, let's see. You guys draft 10th. No. Oh, because yes. of the Niners. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, I yeah, think you're an actual draft, pick right now. Like, no, like, your, no, your pick is two. <laughs> yeah, our pick is uh, three. It could be three. No. I have it listed no, as two. You have it has, it has this in front of Houston? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Interesting. But once we beat Houston, we'll make that jump. We'll take that jump back. Absolutely. Uh, oh, Absolutely. See, and, 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 and those couple games with the Jets and then those game, that game with the with the Giants, like, these are yeah. teams directly behind us that we can, as if we beat them, we were very much helping ourselves. Oh, 100%. 100%, um, yeah. And then this Niners pick is, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's the ten. still top ten. Still top ten pick. Yeah. yeah, so I said, you guys will be drafting ten right now. Oh, you're right. You're right. I apologize. That is correct. 
Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. The top, like, I'm going to use 13 because that's where Philly's uh, third pick is. But Philly's got three top three picks. Mm-hmm. The Jets have two top eight picks. Um, I thought there was another team that had multiples. I guess not. But that's that's five of the top 13 picks or two teams, which is crazy. That's, that is pretty insane. Um, all right, well, that's our, our little round of uh, home team discussion. A little bit of draft talk there. Let's get into our pickums so we can wrap up this episode with that. So, last time we picked was week five. We are entering week eight, so there were two weeks off there. Uh, coming into tonight, you are 14 and 11. I am sitting at 15 and 10. So, only a one game difference between our guesses and both of us are well over 500 so that's nice yes uh let me get my pen here all right so let's start with the easy one at the top um my miami dolphins headed up to orchard park new york and uh play the buffalo bills in buffalo we just did a whole lot of dolphins talk I don't think we need to do much analysis of that of this. I'm gonna mark you down for the bills, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Cool. I'm taking Buffalo as well. There is no chance in hell that even with a great performance from Tua that we win this game. So we'll leave it at that and we will move on. Uh, okay. Next, we, next we don't even need to say this. the spread, right? No, I don't even know what the goddamn spread is, but I'm sure it's terrifying. Thirteen. Four, Fourteen. Fuck, man. That's that's downright disrespectful. It is. Um, but do we expect it to be within 14? Like, would you still take no. the Bills? <laughs> no, yeah, I'd still take them even with the 14. I mean, they've won 35 to nothing, so it's hard to argue with, honestly. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, man, 14. That's got to be tied for the highest spread this season so far. Oh, well, no, look at that. Rams and Texans is 14 and a half. Yep. <laughs> and everybody else is. Not even the highest same week, bro. That makes me feel a little bit better. It should. Um, and it makes me feel even better that I'm going to go watch us play the Texans. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next is your Brownies. They welcome uh, the, Pittsburgh. the hated Pittsburgh Steelers into First Energy yep. Stadium. So, yep. what do you, the Steelers have been getting it together. They have been on a little bit of a run. Najee Harris looks like an awesome pickup for them. Um, despite him not really running the ball too much, but he has been catching it out of the backfield. He has been, he has had a couple of good rushing performances recently, but that offensive line is not great. But Najee's been pretty good, or really good, actually. The Steelers are 3-3. Three and three. You guys are 4-3. and three. Um, Like you said, the story of the season has been the injuries for you guys. Uh, Chubb back, hopefully. Maybe Baker. These people have Big Ben. I mean, they just lost Juju, but they still have Deontay Johnson. They still have Chase Claypool. Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody else on their receiving core. But uh, what do you think? I'll let you go first with your guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Browns. Um, they're just There's no chance in hell I would say the Steelers. Um, I don't even care if, I, if it makes me lose <laughs> more. I mean, granted, I, the Browns are favored. I do actually think the Browns are going to win. Um, 
if Baker plays, I think it's by more than a touchdown. If it's Case Keenum, I think it'll be a little closer than that. Uh, but I think the way that our offense is designed and, um, you know, going up against what's not a bad Steeler defense, but not what it's been in the past, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't really have any problem picking the Browns at all. Uh, but again, a lot of that depends on who finishes the game. You know, if, if all of our starters are injured, then, you know, what the hell do I do? So, right. um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Browns. Um, and then again, if, if Baker's playing, uh, then I would go Browns by, let's say seven. I can see that. I, it's terrifying to think that Case Keenum may be the one that plays though. Well, the funny um, thing is the Browns are favored by three and a half with Case Keenum as the starter. Hmm. Because we still have the best rushing attack in the NFL. Like, you're still going to have to deal with that offensive line and those two running yeah. backs. At least one of them. It, well, Chubb is well, Chubb's guess, in. Right. Unless and he well, gets hurt between now and then, Dearness, Chubb's in. Dearness Johnson right. is not uh, – I guess he's not Kareem Hunt, but he's been playing pretty well. Um. He did that last year too. When Chubb got hurt, he he had a hundred yards rushing against Dallas. No. I mean, that, that's not even the first time he's done that. I wasn't aware. Look at that. Um, you almost swayed me. Oh no, you did sway me. I was going to take Pittsburgh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Browns. Let's uh, that rushing attack is the only dependable thing that you can really point at, and that's how you win games in this league is running the ball, setting up your pass. So I'll take I'll right. take the Browns. I mean, they have the best offensive line in the NFL. So if you're going to start a backup quarterback, at least he's not going to have to run for his life the whole game. I mean, right. may, maybe once in a while, but uh, – and, and I don't even – TJ Watt I thought was hurt. He might be back by now. He's back. No, yeah, he's back. He's back. Is he? Okay. He played this uh, this Monday Night Football game against Did the Did he? Okay. I mean, right. against the, the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So we're both with Buffalo. We are both with Cleveland. Next one. This is a really interesting game. They're not particularly great teams, but I picked them because I think this is a very interesting game. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at two and five go into Ford Field in Detroit to face the zero and seven Lions. Um, I will let you go first again, just because I want to hear what you think about this. I mean, I don't even think it's close that it's going to be Philly, and I think it's going to be Philly by more than ten points. Okay, and I had a I had a strong feeling that that's where you were gonna go. So you think it's so you're picking Philly? Yeah, hundred percent. I really like Jalen Hurts. I I think it, I think it's kind of detrimental to the rest of their offense that he is their leading rusher at 361 yards. Like that says a lot about your running backs. Not that it hurts his fault, but it says a lot about your running backs. Devontae um, Smith is good. Jalen Rieger seems like he's coming around after looking like a huge bust at first. Uh, but that being said, the Detroit Lions are 0 7. They're due. Dan Campbell is out there crying in press conferences because this team wants it so bad. And they do keep losing in like dramatic last minute fashion a lot of these games. Um, they really should have at least two wins by now, maybe three. And and they haven't gotten it. I think this is the week that they get it. I think that Jared Goff – I mean, Jared Goff has been going nuts just because they play from behind all the time. But he's been really, really good. So has DeAndre Swift. So has TJ Hawkinson. Um, 
So I'm going to go with the Lions, and I am taking them to get their first win of the season this week. Okay. We are going to have some separation this week. (laughs) Um, All right, cool. So I'll go to our next one, an NFC South matchup. The Panthers, who started off red hot 3-0, are now 3-3, and they take their show on the road to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, to face the 3-3 Falcons. Oh, the Panthers are 3-4, excuse me. Um, The Falcons are 3-3 coming off of that fresh win over my Miami Dolphins. Atlanta is favored by three at home, which means Vegas thinks that these are very evenly matched crappy teams and (laughs) would be a push in neutral territory. Um, Kyle Pitts looks like he's finally becoming the player that I knew he was at Florida and people expected him to be in the NFL over the past couple of weeks, in particular last week against us again. And we just mentioned a little while ago how the, the Dolphins do have the worst pass defense in the league. So take that for what it may be. Um, Kyle Pitts is still really, really, really good. The Panthers keep falling apart. They held in there against the Vikings who I think are a sneaky good team. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they ended up losing it in overtime, I think, because Darnold threw another pick. Um, talk about falling apart, man. We were. I was going to say, he's come back to earth pretty quickly. Bro, it only took three games up, three games down, baby. Um, yeah. He got benched this past week. I don't even know who they were playing at. I know they got, he got taken out. Uh, this past Sunday, I was at Epcot at, uh, you know, drinking around the world. So the whole day of the NFL thing, like, just seemed like it went by so fast that I have no idea what happened. Uh, but I heard he got benched this past Sunday, and that's pretty crazy. But I, from what I understand, he's still their starting quarterback. He's going to start this game on Sunday. Uh, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm going to take uh, the Dirty Birds and uh, let's see if they can ride some of that momentum that they gained on South Beach. And Matt Ryan to Kyle Pitts seems like a very real thing. Yeah, I, that's actually the direction I was going to go was the Falcons. Uh, so, yeah. ATL Ho. They clearly have the uh, the momentum, whereas Carolina's going the completely opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina came out and won this. Matt Rule is, seems like a decent coach. Um, I mean, the talent on offense is there because we have seen it. Still, no Christian McCaffrey. He's still on IR at least for this game. He's designated. He, he can be designated to come off after this game. This is his third game, uh, but I just don't think it's enough right now for the Falcons. The Falcons have enough talent to be. Uh, to beat this team and, and to win this game at home. So Atlanta for both of us. And so that brings us to our final uh, game to pick of the week. And that is the Dallas Cowboys, the 5-1 and one red hot Dallas Cowboys, America's team, baby, America's most hated team, actually, by a different poll that I read. Uh, take it on the road to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to to, to face the Vikings, those Minnesota Vikings. Um, Vikings are three and three. Cowboys are five and one. Cowboys lost that close, close game opening night to the champs uh, and Tom Brady. Haven't lost since. Have beaten some good teams along the way. Um, let's see. I'll let you. I'll let you talk about this one first as we wrap up. So this one's hard for me because and I didn't realize that he had gotten injured, but it seems as if there's a very good chance that Dak will not play. Um, we're clearly doing decision, this. It seems. He is a game time decision. He has said he'd like to play, but it's not his decision. Yeah. Um, 
So typically when someone says that, that means that the doctors are leaving it in your hands. Um, I'm sorry, you're leaving it in the doctor's hands. Uh, doctors typically uh, side on the side of caution. So my thought is that the, um, the Cowboys will start a different starting quarterback. If that is the case, A, I have no clue who that is. B, I would definitely pick the Vikings. Um, without having that full information beforehand, I'm going to assume that's what happens. So I will be picking the Vikings. It would probably be Will Greer. <laughs> yeah, I am picking the Vikings. Will Greer. Will Gre- Florida transfer Will That's Greer. Right. That's right. Um that's yeah, that's that's interesting, and I can see why you would go that route. Uh, so you're gonna take Minnesota. I think that they can probably win. This is Sunday Night Football, by the way. I think that they can probably still win this game uh, without Dak, with Zeke, and. With just the threat of C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Dalton Schwartz, uh, or Schultz, excuse me, um, it's going to make the Minnesota defense respect them. Will Greer, yeah, okay, fine, I get it. Not great, right? Not great. But probably at least as good as – maybe not as good as Andy Dalton either. Um, I don't know. I guess – I just don't think he's terrible. I think – like, if you had me pick between Case Keenum, like, no offense, but it's just another backup starting right now. Case Keenum and Will yeah, Greer, yeah. I'd probably roll with, with Will Greer just because he's kind of a gunslinger and, like, you can just get lucky with a guy like that if he gets hot on a night. Like, this, if he goes out there, just slings it around like he's been doing for 15 years in his life, whatever. Like, it's just natural. Like, this, ha- this offense has the talent to, like, just don't throw a pick and we can really literally do the rest. Um, well, but and the but defense just, has been awesome. Just don't throw. Just don't throw a pick. Is a, is not that easy to say in the NFL. I mean, that's yeah, all I the guess. guys that make it. All the guys that make it to the NFL as a quarterback have thrown for plenty of yards in their college careers, their high school careers. Like that's not a problem. It's processing information. We don't know how fast Will Greer processes information at an NFL level because he never has. Case Keenum, and this is just throwing it out there. He was like. 14 and two in a regular season in the NFL. So like even Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton went to the play. He didn't win a game, but he went to the playoffs three different times in the NFL. And Andy Dalton with this almost exact same offense could barely win a game like this. Like if, if Andy Dalton was starting this last year, this is a game they lose. So Mm. that's sort of where my, my thought process comes from. Like Dak got paid because they saw what the exact same offense minus Dak they were like what five and eleven, like <laughs> they were terrible. So, Understood. like no deck makes a big, big, big difference. I mean, granted, if if you want to take the Cowboys, it's perfectly fine. It's another another way for me to go ahead. But uh, I just I I can't I can't see how you just can plug in any quarterback and they're just going to score thirty points. Uh, you know, on the road in Minnesota on Sunday Night Football uh, against. When when my Browns played the Vikings, you said Kirk Cousins was an amazing quarterback. So I still think Kirk Cousins is an amazing quarterback, but well, I also think the Cowboys to be of a slightly higher caliber than your team right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will I'm officially taking say L. Okay. 
Perfect. Oh, right. More separation. I love it. You put your faith into the Dakless Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Let it let it be known. And I shall be rewarded. <laughs> um, cool. So we got two games that are different this week. So we will um, have some separation. So let's see. Indeed. Let's see how this goes for everybody. Uh, all right, so we got a good slate of games coming up on Sunday. We will read some basketball stuff that uh, we got good slates Friday night and Saturday night. So we will see how this weekend goes, and it should be very, very good. So, Thank I you, so. everybody, for joining in for episode number 20 of Three Major Sports. Please, again, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate us, review us. Uh, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate and review us again. That would be super awesome of you guys if you went through that entire effort for us. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Three Major Sports. We put up tons of stuff there. We put up some uh, some polls. Uh, there's a, I mean, put up some baseball content even though we don't talk about it as much anymore. So we still, but we still keep up a little bit. So yeah, follow us there on the IG and uh, let us know what's up and what you want to see, what you want to hear, everything like that. So, again, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Good night. Take it easy, buddy.